0: How we all doing? I'm Michael. I'm joined by Alex, as always. How's it going? And we're here with another episode of Falling Through Plot Holes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. And Alex, we have a mess of an episode today. Good. Very <laughs> so, good. So to pull back the current a little bit, we had plans to have a guest on today and do a two-parter today, but unfortunately, just schedules didn't quite line up and uh, we're going to have to push that for another week, which means... I have furiously written some notes into a notepad file, and I've decided to take advantage of this opportunity to revisit something that uh, we've actually gone over in the past, that we have, uh, yeah, a series that we've covered before that has gotten a new entry, and thus we have some unfinished business, Alex. Okay, okay, good. And before we get into that business, I figured I'll, I still have a question to ask you. All right, what's the question? So what is the best game you've played that's had the absolute worst story?
1: Ooh, oh that's so good. Uh, let's see. Vanquish was a really good game with a really de- No, no, screw it. Uh it was probably the first Bayonetta.
0: Mm, yeah, that's a pretty good choice right there. It was there.
1: it's an incredible game with a story that is just unfollowable trash. Mhm. I have played that game like 5 times. I don't know what it's about. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. Yeah, Bay- Bayonetta is definitely from the Platinum style of, we're going to make this look as cool as possible, and then I guess we'll just backfill some narrative. Yeah, there's
1: eyes of the world, the something, time travel. There's time travel in that game, and that's <laughs> just always a rough place to start.
0: That's always a rough place to start, exactly. So yeah, like, great game. Great game. Yep. Alex, for me, it's probably the hot nineteen ninety seven PlayStation banger "As Your Dreams" from. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a game that is a uh, it's a roguelike actually, uh, hmm. that is first off might as well have been machine translated from Japanese to English, mm. so you barely understand what's going on in it, That's and good. and it's a game where like you basically are trying to ascend this monster tower. And then once you get to, like, right before the top of the tower, like, literally just, like, this dude just shows up and is like, hey, I killed your dad. You should come up to the tower to find out more. Oh, okay. And then you get up there and he's like, yeah, it's over this monster egg. And then you literally just kill him. And then you get the egg, and then that's it. There's absolutely Mm. zero resolution afterwards. Okay, yeah. Cool. Absolutely terrible story. It doesn't even need to be in there at all. Hmm, yep. Gameplay carries it 100%. And it's one of those things that it's like... It almost gets to the point that you feel like the game would actually be better if the story wasn't even first place. Right. Or if they just yeah. started from a completely different mm-hmm. different place.
1: Yeah. Like if if you just said nothing, it would be better than saying what you're trying to say.
0: Mm hmm. And you know what series has this problem in multiple games? Uh-huh. Halo. Uh, yeah. Halo. Ah, yeah. Yeah. So, Alex, a few months ago, I completed Halo Infinite. Mm hmm. And, you know, right before that, we did a podcast series on Halo going up through Halo 5. Yes. And I was like, boy, it'll be interesting to see what happens in Halo Infinite. I wonder mm-hmm. how they're going to explain things like involving like Cortana's war against humanity and all this. Yeah. And, yeah, um, that
1: sounds like a really interesting topic for the plot to go into.
0: Uh, are you a fan of sweeping things under the rug in order to start from a new a new spot involving uh bad guys from like essentially a spin-off series no well halo infinite is so
1: <laughs> right, oh I
0: hope... good i hope you're gonna i hope you're excited to get the most half-assed possible answers to uh everything set up from halo 5
1: yeah Cause... yeah that's always the best way to go about extending your plot
0: mm-hmm oh alex we're gonna be mm-hmm. talking about halo infinite today and i i want to ask you have you have you played halo infinite yet I have not.
1: Uh, no, I have not played either the single player or the multiplayer. I have not touched it.
0: It is a fantastic game. It is the best incomplete game released in uh, 2021. It's absolutely great. I love the combat. I love the weird glitches you can do. I love how dynamic the open world is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real damn shame they try to tell a story halfway through it. <laughs> uh yeah. Uh, and I guess we should probably jump on in there and talk about that story, huh? Yeah, might as well. So I suppose we should begin by resetting up things, kind of like give a refresher to people who haven't uh, either don't know anything about Halo or didn't listen to that two-parter that we did. Mm -hmm. Uh, Don't worry, a lot of information from that isn't relevant in Halo Infinite, so (laughs) good news. (laughs) But in short, it's the future. Humanity is now united under the United Nations for some reason. They have an army. They make Spartans, which are these super soldiers. Uh, that are basically kidnapped orphans, uh, or sometimes, uh, not kidnapped orphans. It depends on just how ethical they're feeling that day. They ended up, end up running into a, basically a bunch of alien races united under a religious banner called the Covenant. They nearly get wiped out by them. Thankfully though, they got a super duper super soldier, a really good Spartan too by the name of John, also known as the Master Chief. He teams up with this AI lady named Cortana. They're really good friends. Uh, they managed to defeat the the Covenant, just barely. Uh, things are going great. But then, unfortunately, Cortana kind of starts going crazy because AI can only be, well, AI for so long until they basically start to think themselves to death. So, you know, Master Chief doesn't want to lose his friend and whatnot, so he ends up going through great lengths to make sure that doesn't happen. Unfortunately, Cortana still goes a little bit crazy She technically fixes her what's called rampancy problem by more or less uh, looking into a bunch of Forerunner uh, archives and, like, getting a bunch of information for that. Forerunner being this uh, species that existed a long, long time ago and built these giant rings called Halo in order to blow up this species called the Flood. Uh, Or more specifically, to blow up every other species so they didn't get infected by the Flood because the Flood are basically zombies. And she ended up going crazy. She got a bunch of Forerunner tech together, uh, got these giant, like, basically robots to go around and start uh, destroying any sentient life that decided to not more or less fall under her command. Um, and then after that, it was all set up to be this big old giant fight between her master chief, the remaining survivors of humanity that were under her thumb. And this is all going to lead to this big thing in halo infinite where we were going to f- finish the fight again and stop Cortana and see how everything was going to happen with that. Uh, Now, if that sounds all, like, disjointed and kind of thrown together at the last minute, that's because that's how the Halo series sort of is.
1: Yeah, I was thinking, like, boy, the whole thing is just sort of one giant mess, isn't it? Just start to finish.
0: It really is. And so when they decided to start developing Halo Infinite, it's very clear that the people at 343 Studios sort of realized that. So all that stuff I just mentioned, Mm -hmm. we're going to... Throw that in the trash. You're just going to throw that into the trash. Uh, Because Halo Infinite's going to start with Cortana dead. Uh, The the AI war against all sentient life is now over. And instead, the UNSC is now fighting, essentially, the Covenant again. And by the Covenant, I mean this group called the Banished, which is the main bad guys from this sub-series called Halo Wars, (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. who... Literally are totally not the covenant, but they are. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And are led by this brute chieftain, brutes being these giant ape turtles, by the name of Atriox. Now, good old Atriox starts out Halo Infinite by defeating Master Chief and throwing him out of airlock. Uh, okay. So he then dies shortly afterwards off-screen. Oh. And that's where we start Halo Infinite.
1: Yay! <laughs> So they don't—they don't really know what to do to get away from plots, huh? They don't. They're just like, oh, the, everyone died. Yeah, New they.
0: Thing. They literally acknowledge that okay, Cortana exists, Atriox exists. They're now dead off screen. Right. And Was then go, there a book where this happened, or? Oh, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that, Alex. Uh, so mm-hmm. yes, there is a book. Oh. That's being released, I believe, this year. That's going to explain all this.
1: I feel like that should have happened first.
0: Oh, weird! So do I! (laughs) Yes, there is going to be a Halo novel that is going to cover what exactly happened between humanity and Cortana during their big old dumb war. Uh And it's also going to explain what was happening with the Banished and why they just kind of like side-attacked the humanity at the same time and... What exactly happened with uh, Captain Lasky of the UNSC Infinity, the biggest, best ship in the UNSC fleet, and kind of like the center focus of the past couple of Halo games and all that?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: But uh, that book's not out yet,
1: so we don't know. Hey! (laughs) Okay. So that book is the sequel to Halo 5. That book might as well be called Halo 6.
0: Yes. It might as well be.
1: Okay. This is the sequel to the unreleased
0: book. Mhm. Yep. Yep. Pretty okay. much. Okay. Got it. Got it. So yeah, this is uh, this is a complete atrocity and distor- dist- distorted mess. Is where every Halo fan gets to start with as they start playing Halo. It makes no sense. Nobody knows what's going on. All your favorite characters are they dead? Are they not? I don't know. <laughs> I I
1: have a, I have a question. Yeah. Uh, that ship, the Infinity. Mm-hmm. Is it in Halo Infinite at all?
0: It is in Halo Infinite for a grand total of 2
1: minutes. Okay. I feel like I feel like if you were going to go with the subtitle Infinite and you have thoroughly established the ship Infinity, that maybe that might create some confusion if those two aren't actually thematically related. <laughs> yeah, kind of funny that way. Okay. You know, it's almost, it almost, it's weird. It's really weird. It almost feels like they founded this game on the idea they were going to do something else.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, it almost like it is.
1: And then, and then uh, for reasons, they couldn't
0: do that. Mm -hmm. It's almost like this game was in development for about, what, five years, and then was rebooted multiple times mid-development. Yeah, it's almost like, it's weird. And then one year before release, they were told to lock it down and just polish and then just get out whatever they had out the door. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately, I didn't have time to really get into research, like, Halo Infinite's development, but that's essentially what happened. It had a five-year development cycle that was, let's call it tumultuous, to say the (laughs) least. Yeah. Uh, Had multiple reboots, uh, had multiple teams working on the same game, but siloed off to the point that there are multiple reports from Inside 343 of them working on essentially entirely different games, and then having to come together to try to smush it all together.
1: Good. That has always worked Mm-hmm. one hundred percent of the time. Has that ever worked? Never. <laughs> I... <laughs> what would make you run a game like that?
0: Um, a company that is desperate to get their franchi- like their main franchise, out the door to or- in order to sell a new console and a new service that they have, but at the same time has no idea what exactly they want to do with Halo. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's honestly amazing that Halo Infinite comes out as fun playing as it is. Mm, yeah, because once again, the gameplay in Halo Infinite is great. But um, yeah, the actual plot, as we're going to find out, not so great. So let's jump into that plot. Uh, so the game starts with us opening up to a giant battle in space. And we see the UNSC Infinity. Now, the Infinity has been established in Halo 4 and 5 as being this incredibly Mm. giant ship. So giant that, like, other spaceships literally park in the Infinity. Like, other battleships. And Mm. it's, like, the Mm -hmm. biggest and best thing that humanity's ever built. And it's, like, the central focus for all your characters. All the cool people like Spartan Locke from Halo 5 hang out there. It's awesome.
1: It is actually the Infinity and its crew are the only thing I like from Halo 4. Yep. Like Master Chief and Cortana, whatever, but like Captain Lasky and Sarah mm. Palmer, they're mm-hmm. pretty cool. I like
0: that. They, they are pretty cool. Um, I hope you enjoy not seeing them at all in this this entire game.
1: Yeah, boy, I'm super excited for that.
0: Yeah. Lasky at least gets some audio logs, which is usually like, hey, man, oh, we need to good. stop Cortana. Oh, no, the banished. <laughs> Guess we should leave now. Uh and by okay. leave i mean the banished attack the infinity and immediately blow it up okay and like you see master chief like fighting on the now like slowly being blown up infinity and he runs into atriox the brute chieftain of the banished who announces i am atriox and you're basically dead and throws master chief out an airlock into space okay so chief's systems like shut down uh they put him his armor puts him in like basically cryogenic stasis so he doesn't mm-hmm. die and six months pass. Battle's all done. Uh, I should point out they're fighting outside of a newly discovered Halo ring called the Zeta Halo that is intact while the battle is happening. But, but when Chief Sorry, wake, go on. But when Chief wakes up six months later, there's now a giant hole in the Halo. It's, it's broken. It's like, oh no, what happened here? Now, Chief is rescued by a lone Pelican pilot uh, in his Pelican. A Pelican being a dropship that's capable not only flying in space, but also flying in atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And it is basically it has it is being piloted by this person by the name uh the call sign, Echo two sixteen. Now, Echo two sixteen is basically been wandering in space for about six months, uh, basically only going on because he has a hologram of his wife and like newly born child essentially and he's like man i would really like to get home and see them and he runs into chief he's like oh thank god master chief's here he can get me home so he brings chief on board the pelican gets him all reactivated he's like hey man great we can go home right and Chief's like no we have to defeat the banished
1: okay wait i'm sorry so okay do pelicans have some sort of warp drive system so no, they're gonna have to find one of those. Okay, so he has just been flying in the orbit of a halo for six months. Yes, on the same like ten-person dropship with, I guess, food.
0: Yeah, he must have just stole all the food and just threw it into like, the, like you know, the little pelican bay, and it's just like I just can just gonna hit, stay hit, you know, stay here and just eat all these MREs.
1: Okay, and then he just magically finds Master Chief. And he's like, great, now that I have a super soldier, I can t- cross the vastness of space to get home.
0: Well, to be fair, I think he's more like, Chief will help me find a warp drive, or a slip space right. drive, and then we can go home. Okay. But yeah, no, Chief's like, no, we have to defeat the Banished. And it turns out, like, the Banished are in, like, pretty bad shape. They only have, like, one warship just hanging on out in orbit around the Halo ring. And so Chief's like, I gotta go there, blow it up. And so... Chief literally jumps out of the Pelican, flies through space, lands on this ship, runs through it, blows up a bunch of uh, Banished, and like runs into a hologram of the new leader of the Banished. Because once again, Atriox has died in the meeting.
1: Okay, I'm sorry. I know that we're 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 gonna have a lot to go through, mm-hmm. but um, so for anyone not familiar, Spartan One One Seven, the Master Chief, the most highest ranking Spartan. Mm-hmm. ever, was promoted and given uh, responsibility of slash access to Cortana, humanity's most advanced AI, because he demonstrated the highest aptitude for strategy, planning, and teamwork out of all of the Spartans who survived the program. Mm-hmm. Uh, having been in stasis for six months, his decision that that uh, there is this threat of one battleship Whose leader has died Mm. and is now full of just, you know, directionless, basically marauders in space around an abandoned and non-functioning halo ring is not... I should get back to Earth to tell humanity's entire army about these guys so that we can jump in like five battleships and just blast them to hell. It is, I should go alone onto their ship because I need to destroy them myself.
0: Yes. Although, to be fair, good old Master Chief is working with information that the player doesn't have right now uh-huh. okay. about the state of the UNSC. But yeah, it's it's not exactly the smartest move <laughs> that that appears here because you're like, oh, you're just going to literally just – do you're gonna do what Master Chief does in every other game, which is I'm gonna jump off this ship through space and right. land on another ship? Because that's just what I do. That's my go to yeah. move. Okay. Okay. This is this is where we're at. All right. Oh god, he really he literally does that every other game. He doesn't Halo yeah. Two. He doesn't Halo Four. And this is technically Halo Six. Yeah. He yep. literally does it every other game.
1: Every other game, he's got to jump off a ship onto another
0: ship. That's just his go to move, man. So. He lands on this ship, the banished warship Garbraken, and he runs into his hologram of the new banished leader, Eshram, another brute uh, chieftain who, when he sees Chief, he gets excited as hell. He's like, my life has been very boring recently. The humans have no chance against us. We've already defeated him, but now that you're here, I can have a fight again. So he's like super pleased about this. He's like, you should come find me. It'll be great. All right. And so Chiefs is like, whatever, man. Blows up the banished warship. Like escapes on uh, the Pelican. And uh, Echo Two Sixteen is like, oh, okay, great, you did that. We can we can go home now, right? And he's like, no, you need to take me down to to the ring. There's a bunch to banished down there. They're obviously not up to any good. And he's like, I. Really, I'm not on board with this plan. Like, the entire game is Echo 2016 being just exasperated. Chief being like, I'm not a soldier, dude.
1: Yeah, I, I'm kind of with him right now.
0: I really just want to go home, man. You keep this, making me this, fly into dangerous situations. This feels like this should be a recon
1: mission at most.
0: Mm-hmm. Like at one point he's literally like, We're probably the only two people that are alive right now. You do realize this. And <laughs> then she's like, Then there's still hope. And he's and you're like, No <laughs> Yeah, poor poor Echo two sixteen. I feel for this yeah. man the entire game. So they land on this um on the rink and he's taken and she like directs him to like a forerunner structure there. And uh we're gonna be going through a lot of forerunner structures, by the way.
1: Okay, great. They they're always so well designed and easy to navigate.
0: Hey, would you believe that they are easily the worst part of this game? I would, yes. (laughs) They're the worst part of every Halo. (laughs) Yep, and at least half the game's those. Good. So Chief, like, runs through this and eventually gets to this, like, control room. And upon getting to this control room, he ends up acquiring something called the weapon. Now, this thing isn't just a weapon. It's an AI that is just like Cortana. So when it wakes up and it's voiced by the same uh, voice actress as, uh, uh, okay. And she does a really great job too, of like making like a younger, peppier version of Cortana. Like, Hey, how's it going? Okay. Like there's like a really good rapport between her and chief. Like, Mm -hmm. like when she like comes to, she's like, Oh, Hey, master chief, how's it going? Um, this is kind of weird. I'm supposed to be dead right now because it turns out her entire purpose was to, uh, get in contact with cortana, infiltrate her programming and delete her and then after that delete herself. And she's like, "Well, Cortana's deleted, she's gone, she's dead, and I'm still here." And that's weird. And so she's like, "Yeah, that is weird. You are supposed to be deleted. Well, we're going to have to find out why that is, I guess." And so the weapon's like, "Well, no, shouldn't you just go ahead and delete me right now?" And she's like, "No, mission change. You got to come with me. You got to help me fight the banished."
1: She's okay, like, "Okay, you know what? That's that's right. kind of good. I like that."
0: Yeah, it's it's not the worst, actually. It's not the worst. Um- it, it's
1: like a good new motivation for Master Chief that, like, ties into the pl- things he was dealing with, but isn't, like, it's not overdone in, like, oh, this is the new Cortana, I have to protect her. It's like it, he has a reason in character, like, in he doesn't have to outright break his own character mm-hmm. to come up with that reason. Yeah. But there's this, like, subtler human reason.
0: Exactly. Like, like it's, it's pretty obvious that she is supposed to be modeled after Cortana in some way. Right. And, like, there's obviously going to be some sort of emotional resonance with that. But at the same time, he's also like, I need to defeat the Banished. I know I do better when I have an AI in my head. Right. Come with me. We got to do this. Right. So all throughout his, like, travels through, like, the Forerunner construct and all Forerunner co- constructs, Chief's going to be running into these data clouds, by the way. And these data clouds are basically the leftover fragments of data from Cortana that's, like, slowly fading away. Like, they're literally referred to Mm -hmm. as Echoes. Okay. And they're usually just stuff like Cortana just being like, what if you knew this was the last day you would live? And other weird stuff. Or, like, flashbacks to, like, Cortana and Chief First Meeting and stuff like that. Mm Mm-hmm. And Chief's like, wow, this is really weird. What's going on with that? And, like, Weapon literally explains, like, no, these are literally Echoes. They're eventually going to go away. It's just remnants of information left over. Don't worry about it. So they get out of this um, Forerunner construct and get onto the ring world proper, a.k.a. the good part of the game. Uh And uh, Chief meets up with Echo 216 again, and they get on the transport, and they find out that, hey, it turns out that the UNSC had a significant amount of survivors that actually landed on the ring. And... And then six months that uh, Chief has been out, they actually coalesced into, like, a pretty effective fighting force. Uh, multiple Spartans actually survived and banded together around um, an old um, – uh, well, not old, a uh, a UNSC ship that actually crashed it and landed onto the ring surface. Not the Infinity, another ship that was, like, basically with it. Right.
1: Echo 216 didn't know any of this? Uh, no, because he was just kind of just floating in face, just being like, burp, burp, burp. He he was in orbit for six months and didn't do any basic reconnaissance to get a sense of his situation.
0: Nah, he was too busy just looking at the same home videos and growing a beard, mostly. I see. Eating MREs, you know, being so sad he got the clam chowder one again.
1: He just had no hope of finding any sort of warp drive or way home. Really just hoping for a miracle.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It's almost like they didn't really think through a lot of aspects of this game. Is he
1: UNSC, or is he just was there? You
0: know, funny about that. We might learn about that in a bit. Okay, cool. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, there are multiple human survivors, and, like, they all, like, coalesced into a, like, fighting force and, like, set up a defensive point at this old fallen battleship. Uh, Unfortunately, in the six months uh, during that time, they've been basically completely crushed. Mostly because this, all the Spartans got together with this really genius plan of how they'll all, all the Spartans will leave this defensive spot to go assassinate Eskerim, uh and just leave them essentially defenseless. Uh. And Eskerum went, oh, well, cool, I guess. I'll just send my entire forces to destroy this UNC, USNC uh, strongpoint and then kill all these Spartans. All right, well, uh-huh. job done. And that's yep. exactly what he did. So congrats. Uh, you learn this all through audio logs that are uh, spread all throughout the uh, Halo rink, uh-huh. uh, some of which are marked, uh, most of which aren't. Uh-huh. So you literally have to search around and hope you hear faint beeping off in the distance and are able to just like kind of like accurately locate where these things are in order to get the full story of what happened to the humans in the past six months. I see. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's yeah. A great way to tell a story.
1: Yeah, it's, r- it's really ideal. Um, so are there humans that you can meet and run into?
0: Yeah. So you can capture these like forward operating bases and then like they'll be staffed with human UNSG soldiers and then you can like, get better weapons and whatnot and they'll, like ride along with you and don't okay. attack people. Yeah. I mean yeah. And, you, and you can also find like prisoners and bases mm. and whatnot. Uh huh. So like you can actually build up a pretty sizable like, you know, fighting force that way. Right. And the
1: people who staff these bases just kind of appear once you capture them?
0: Yeah, they just kind of show up. Okay. Yeah. It
1: sounds like they wanted to do a much more with this idea of, like, you having your
0: resistance army. hmm And then
1: they went, oh, no, we have no
0: time. Yeah, pretty much. So really, all it comes down to is... you basically unlock a FOB. You get right. everybody into a warthog and give them missile launchers and then you just have a lot of fun in the open world.
1: Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, this uh, this sounds like Far Cry 3.
0: You know, it kind of is. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of Far Cry 3-ish in the sense of like the plot is terrible, but boy, is that that open world? Yeah. Huh. But yeah, so we find out all of this and then we also find out that... Um, uh, After, like, all the Spartans were killed, one of them actually managed to survive and is actually being held prisoner at this banished tower that's, like, basically just a prison. Uh, So Chief goes there. He defeats his, like, elite soldier there uh, named Chalok. And then rescues, like, a very much tortured Spartan by the name of Griffin, who lives just long enough to tell him that the banished have something called a conservatory and that Chief needs to find it and then dies. Ah, I see. Yeah.
1: I'm sorry, you said an elite warrior? Yes. Why are the elites working with the brutes?
0: So for some reason the banished are just like kind of cool if any race is joining them. Like there's supposedly even like humans who've joined like the banished.
1: Okay. Why would they do that?
0: Because they're just angry. Okay. Oh, you want you want an actual motivation. No, I I don't know. They're just angry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, they did. Maybe in the book that's coming out they'll kind of explain this, but yeah,
1: sure. I'm like, why didn't the brutes try to kill all the elites? Why would elites join yeah. them?
0: Yeah, yeah. They they literally literally just wanted to have totally not the covenant again. It's yeah,
1: but then then I gotta remember that this is the same studio that was like, oh, the covenant are back.
0: Hmm. But the uh-huh.
1: Arbiter is not the Covenant. The Elites aren't the Covenant, except the Elites who are in the Covenant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, They've every game they've tried to shoehorn the Covenant back in, in some way, and this is just their latest attempt to do so. So, hey, great. All right, fine. They're fun elites, to fight.
1: Yeah, Elites are fun to fight. Therefore, we got to have Elites to fight.
0: Yep, exactly, exactly. So, Chief goes to find his conservatory, which turns out is a forerunner structure, because, of course— yeah, uh, sure. they break in through the front door using a mining laser, and upon getting in there, they meet up with the monitor of the station, whose name is Despondent Pyre. Now, Pyre is pretty frantic as it turns out. Something called a harbinger has been let loose, and okay. she's like, "The harbinger needs to be stopped." But unfortunately, before they can actually like reach uh, Pyre and like, because like they're, they find her like on the other side of like a glass partition. Uh-huh. Uh, Pyre gets captured by this harbinger and is forced to reveal the location of something that could bring back the endless. So. Now, the Endless are something that we learned via Cortana flashback, uh, Mm -hmm. that the Forerunners sealed this this race away because they're even more evil and dangerous than the Flood. Shut up. (laughs) God. Oh. They can't,
1: they can't stop. They just... Okay, let's
0: tell us about the Endless. It can, it can never be anything new, right, Alex? It can no, never... it's
1: got to—it's got to be. But what if this? But it's not that. It's—it's it's new. Mm.
0: It's a new flood. It's a new flood. Oh, oh! You, you said something. You wanted—you wanted to know more about the endless.
1: Yeah. <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> well, you can't—the ju- flood are the actual point of
1: Halo. You can't just make a new flood and then not explain anything <laughs> about them.
0: Oh yeah, you can. <laughs> why why did you make them then there is going to be a line of dialogue at the very end of the game that would seem to imply that they know the secrets to time travel why that's not the way to go it
1: is time travel is not going to help you fix your story
0: and to be fair it's like more of like a lightly implied time travel so like it might be true it might not be but that is literally all you're going to get All you're going to get is that they were betrayed by the Forerunners at some point. They were sealed in this particular halo ring, the Zeta Halo, and they're—well, now the Harbinger is one of them and trying to bring them back. Okay, just—okay, let's continue. Yeah, let's actually meet this Harbinger. Sure. So, Chief actually runs into the Harbinger shortly after this, and the Harbinger, she's a thin, floating, like, gray, bipedal creature that's covered in red armor, Um this is not going to be a reference that's going to probably work for most of the audience, but uh, she looks like the Pokemon Deoxys. Okay.
1: Yep. Just yeah. just Google that. We'll yeah. Just see. just
0: Google that, or just Google uh, Harbinger Halo. Uh, make sure it's Harbinger. Halo. Oh yeah. Halo. I guess
1: I get, I guess you could also <laughs> Google the character itself.
0: One or the other. Uh, yeah. Don't just Google Harbinger though, because you'll get Mass Effect stuff, and you'll be okay. very confused. Right. Uh, and she's immediately tells Chief, hey, listen, we're not enemies. She then immediately knocks him down, locks his armor, throws him out of a window, and goes, your race is in the future, by the way, and escapes. I feel like this happens a lot. It does. It does. Also, real strong move to be like, hey, I'm not your enemy, throw out window. Yeah. I'm just getting you away from me, just to prove that we're not enemies. Yeah. So that happens, and Chief, like, Conveniently sees a giant structure in the distance come to life, because he's now on the surface again. And immediately intuits so that he needs to go there, thinking the endless might be in there as well. So getting to the structure, Chief meets up with a sub monitor of the station called a Resolution. These installations have sub monitors? Oh yeah. I mean you gotta have Chief has to talk to somebody. He has to talk to some floating orb. And the last one died, so yeah. <laughs> Couldn't weapons
1: just access the systems to figure out what's going on? Oh, I mean, she's gonna do
0: that too. Okay, sure. Why not both? <laughs> so, a judge at resolution is like, hey, where's the spot pyre? And she's like, oh, yeah, no, nah, she's, she's dead. And he's like, wait, did, did you do that? And she's like, no, 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 not me, not me. He's like, I did. That was somebody else. And so Resolution's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, you probably want to go up to the control panel, right, and just like control deck and see what's going on. So because I know you're a reclaimer, come with me. Let's go check this out. So to get up there uh, to the control deck, and we learn out the purpose of this structure, which, by the way, is called the Spire, is to huh. rebuild the Zeta Halo. Basically, the Halo's been damaged, but the Halo can self-repair itself. And so this Spire, along with other Spires that have now risen up, are trying to repair it to make it functional again. So, Chief is obviously not cool with this and has weapon disabled spire, which caused Judgment Resolution to be like, Whoa, 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 no, you're not doing this. I'm going to get into my giant drone here and try to murder you. Oh no, why are you shooting me? I am now dead. I just, it's not that it's out of character. It's just
1: that, like, what did Chief expect at this point?
0: <laughs> right? <laughs> he should, he, the first thing he should have done is just shoot it. Yeah. And then but disable if, it.
1: But if he wasn't gonna shoot it, he should just not act like he's gonna destroy the Halo.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of funny though, 'cause like he do, like Chief does completely like no sell everything that um uh this submonitor throws at him 'cause like uh uh-huh. like when he's like he tells weapon to shut it down and like the sub monitor shows up it's, like no Yo, you can't do that, like tries to like attack like weapon, he just Casually walks in front of it, just takes a shot. He's like, "Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Hell, are you gonna do to me?" <laughs> yeah, it's actually pretty good. But um, so yeah, that um, that all happens, and like, why didn't Guilty Spark have a giant attack drone? Yeah, great question. Eh, didn't rate, I guess. Yeah. Wasn't in charge of keeping the Endless in check. It was only tr- you know only had to keep the flood in check because we know the flood is not as bad as the Endless.
1: Wait, is Zeta Halo specifically to keep the Endless in check? That would appear to
0: be the case, yes.
1: Was the Forerunner's answer to literally every problem to build a ring world? Yep, pretty much. This is the third time.
0: <laughs> they're like, well, we can't. This- so the Endless cannot be destroyed by the Halo rings, apparently. Sure. Much like the Flood, huh? Funny. <laughs> yeah, so yeah they like- also don't work. Yeah?
1: Also, the ring worlds never work. They never work. It's hilarious. I love it. I love it. It's all they did, and they never worked for any problem.
0: They're just giant space pris- prisons that, for some reason, they they attached a giant, you know, death cannon to It's It's great. I love it. Wait, they are always just prisons. They are. They literally are always prisons. Every halo you've been on is a
1: prison. Why did they make them into doomsday lasers? Like, it they- would actually work better if they were just prisons. They would.
0: Well, they just wanted an all-in-one solution, you know. Oh, yeah.
1: This is retroactively making every Halo game worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's um that's every Halo story since Halo 2. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Man, Halo 1 had such a nice tight plot. It was, it was, yeah, it was really
1: straightforward. There was one twist that made sense. And sort of reframed what you had to do, and then you did it and you blew it up, and then we moved on.
0: hmm Yep. Yep. Speaking of moving on. So Weapon like still hangs out in the Spire systems after shutting it down to like extract some more information. Only to have like Harbinger find out she's in the system. So like she's okay. like just like pulls her out against her will. Like Webbin wants to stay in there and keeps like scan like keeps scanning, but she's like, No, you gotta get out. And so like between this and, like, Chief, like, refusing, like, to tell weapon anything, just being like, nah, this is classified, need to know basis sort of stuff. She's, like, starting to get, like, a little distrustful of, like, Master Chief. She's like, hey, why don't you trust me? I'm cool. I, we're working together. We're a team, right? Let me do my thing. I'm really good at what I do. But Chief's like, no, no, no. We can't do that. We just got to focus on defeating the Banish. So Chief um, has to jump off of the control deck because shutting down the Spire causes the Collapse. And he's rescued in midair by Echo 216. Mm-hmm. However, they're shot down shortly afterwards by the Banished. And uh, Chief's like, oh, well, crap. We got to go destroy these anti-air cannons before we can take off. And like, he tells Echo 216 to stay there, that he'll be safe. And this causes Echo 216 to freak out. He's like, I have not been safe the second I've been here. You are flying me into constant, like, dangerous situations. Like, what do you mean be safe? I'm not safe. I'm not safe, Chief. I just want to find a slip space drive and get the hell out of here. And she's like, listen, I'm going to take care of the AA guns and we will find the slip space drive, okay? I promise. And so he goes off and starts to blow up these AA guns. And during this time, every time he goes into one of them, he gets another message from uh, Eskrim, who's like telling him, usually dumb bullshit, like, oh, yes, the UNSC were really dumb. I destroyed their greatest battleship within minutes. Didn't you, you Atronox do that? Y- yeah, but, you know, it's, he's not there, so he's going to take credit for it. Was Atronachs supposed to be in this game, and then at the last minute
1: they decided nah? It really seems that way. Like, all of this seems like shit Atronachs should be saying? Yeah. And th- also that Atronachs should be in the game after the game went to the lengths of the opening sequence to establish him as an equal threat
0: to Master Chief? Mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody capable of defeating Master Chief and then he dies off screen. Yeah. Yeah, right? Who the hell is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really telling that about halfway through the game, I was still thinking that Escarim was Atriox. Mm-hmm. And then I finally, like, read the subtitles. I put on subtitles and read them and went, oh, oh, you're not. Oh, he really is dead. Oh. oh. Yeah, because he. Who are he- you? Yeah, he he literally should just be Atriox. Why is he doing I don't know. It's weird. So, yeah, he just tells them all, all this stuff and how they are soon going to have something called the Auditorium and that the Banished and Harbinger are working together and all this nonsense. Sure. And so, shortly after destroying this tower, Echo-216 tells Chief he found some ships with some potentially intact slip-based drives and goes off after them, only to run into a bunch of Banished. And Chief has to, like, save him and whatnot. And he's like, you weren't supposed to leave the ship. And Echo-216 is like, I found... Three ships that have stage drives in them, and you know what? Also, I found out they're all destroyed. They're all completely gutted. They're unusable. I'm stuck here forever, and you are coming at me with this. I can't take this anymore. Like he breaks down and cries. He's like, "Listen, I am not a soldier. I was just a contractor. I, mm. I stole this pelican to get away from the battle because I didn't want to die. You know what? You should just leave me here. You should just leave me here. I'm no good to you. I'm not a good soldier." there's I'm not even a soldier at all. Just go away, Chief. And Chief, in like a rare show of compassion, like tells him, "Hey, listen, man. We all fail. We all miss make mistakes, including myself." And he's like, "Chief, when have you ever made a mistake?" He's like, "Well, I should have protected Cortana, but I didn't. I failed. She's dead. But hey, I'm not gonna fail you." And Echo Two Sixteen is like, "All right, okay. I'm back on board. I'm still not happy." But we gotta do this. We're the only ones to do this. I got it. Let's let's do what we can do. So, in order to get into the auditorium, Weapon needs to reconstruct a command sequence, and so they have to go to these, like, three different towers and reconstruct it, and during all this, like, Weapon realizes that Harbinger is, like, constantly scanning her throughout this, and is trying to use her as a way to break into, like, break the forerunner code and release the endless because she doesn't quite have all the pieces herself, and Chief, like, allows her to continue on like, he's like, hey, don't worry. Keep doing this. I have your back. But at the same time, he starts to ready her deletion process just in case. Like, he starts, like, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, like, you like see, like, pop up on your, like, view screens, like, deletion process, like, red flag and, like, all the code where go- getting entered. Right. But, like, he pulls, like, back in the last minute because he's not quite ready to pull that, pull that trigger yet. That is until they get into the actual command spire and weapon ends up getting taken control of by Harbinger. And so Chief is like, oh boy, this is bad. He very loudly starts her deletion process, and Weapon is like, wait, what do you do? Are you gonna delete me? Uh And right before Chief can do that, he gets overridden by Weapon herself. And it turns out Weapon purposely let Harbinger get into her systems, so she can steal the bits of Forerunner code from Harbinger, and basically give themselves a way to lock away to Endless Forever. And so she's like, Hey, idiot, I'm an infiltration program. I literally, <laughs> I literally just did my job. If you trusted me, I could have did that. But instead, you decided to try to delete me? Like, why did you do that? And she's like, well, it was too dangerous. I had to do what I had to do. And also, you stopped that, which is against protocol. Why did you do that? She's like, maybe I don't want to die. Huh? Crazy, huh? Um... And so what happens now is, like, for over, like, the next 30 minutes, Harbinger is basically harbinger weapon is Uh incredibly snippy with chief the entire time in a way that's Uh kind of funny yeah she's like man can't wait to get back to my friend echo Two Sixteen. 16 hey chief (laughs) do you have any friends oh wait no you just kill people you don't have friends that's right and she's like oh man funny that's really funny it's pretty funny like yeah she's like super petty about it it's great so they find out that all the, spy- that all the spires are still trying to rebuild Halo, but with the, all the information she's gotten from Harbinger, she can just shut them all down at once, which she does. And so she's like, hey, listen, I'm going to stay here on this station. You can go ahead and go and leave and do whatever you want to do. I don't want anything to do with you anymore. You suck. I hate mm-hmm. you. You are super lame. Try not to get Echo 216 killed. He seems all right. <laughs> so Echo 216 comes to pick him up, but Unfortunately, it turns out a cloaked elite snuck on board the Pelican and, like, basically holds him at knife point and forces mm. him to fly off to their main base. And so Chief and Weapon freak out about this. Like, oh, no, we got to save him. And so they put aside their differences and, like, Weapon opens up a portal that will get him to, like, another Forerunner installation where they can, like, find out where exactly their base is. Mm-hmm. And so... They end up at this 400 installation, and Weapon here learns why Chief is so distrusting of her, because it turns out this is kind of the place where Cortana died, this particular installation. Okay. So it has the most data fragments, which means there's a lot of cutscenes.
1: Yeah, okay. 343
0: three really likes the cutscenes. Mm-hmm. Nice little exposition dump right here. So... First off, we learned about Cortana's war against everyone. Like, we learned how she, like, basically had a, one of her AIs self destruct a Spartan base in space, killing all the Spartans aboard, which, mm. like, Weapon's pretty horrified by. Uh, mm-hmm. She's even more horrified when Weapon blows up Sydney, uh, not Weapon, uh, Cortana blows up Sydney, Australia, which is the um, head of UNSC command. Uh huh. Okay. Which, boys, sci fi really likes placing. Well, they really like blowing up Sydney, Australia. There's at least like three different sci-fi series. They're just into doing that. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, if you remember Lord Hood from Halos through three. I do. Uh, he dies here off screen. Okay, cool. Yay. <laughs> Goodbye, Ron Perlman. Goodbye, Ron Perlman. We also find out why H. H-rox hates humanity so much, which by the way, H. H-rox really hates humanity.
1: Oh, okay. That's good to know after the fact, I guess.
0: Yeah, we find out that she hates hu- he hates humanity so much because Cortana showed up with a bunch of giant mechs, and uh, after Atriox refused to basically bend a knee to her, she just kind of destroyed the entire banished homeworld. And by banished, I mean brute homeworld. Okay. And so okay. Aatrox is straight up like, yeah, no, I'm going to get my revenge on you, just to, just to let you know, come for your ass. So Weapon sees all this as like, oh, wow, this really sucks. And then she thinks about it and like, hey, every time Cortana makes a decision, she always snaps her fingers in a really witty way. Whenever I like make a decision or do some sort of process, I snap my fingers in a really witty way. Also, I look just like Cortana. Oh, I am Cortana. And she's like, yeah, you're a direct copy of Cortana. We figured the best way to defeat Cortana is literally just to make her again that's also why you're supposed to delete yourself, because we didn't want you going rampant again. And Weapon's like, oh, yeah, I don't want to be that person. Uh, Yeah, no, please, go ahead ahead and delete me. No worries. Totally get it. However, Chief refuses to do so. He's like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do that. And Weapon's like, wait, do, do you actually trust me? And Chief tells her that no, he doesn't. But he wants to. He wants to learn how to. And so... They're like, all right, difference are, differences are now thoroughly aside. But-
1: this is stupid. <laughs> this <laughs> sucks. Yeah. Everything it? about this is bad.
0: <laughs> we killed Cortana, Osprey, but don't worry. We gave you a replacement, Cortana. Okay, so wait, Master Chief knew literally all of this the entire game?
1: Yes. But the player's not allowed to. This
0: sucks. <laughs> yeah, doesn't it though? So we learn where exactly where eshram is, and after a big dumb tank battle where the Warthog Run theme plays, it's pretty cool. Mm. uh we they end up reaching eshram's base. They fight all the way through, and they reach eshram himself, who uh, is now super pumped for a fight. And um, Echo Two Sixteen is there as well, and like a weird. Do we have cage. any
1: reason to care about this guy as an enemy?
0: Oh, because he has Echo 216, your buddy. Okay, sure. And uh, it turns out, like, he has, like, a shield that every time he shoots the shield, it hurts Echo 216 because he's also kind of an lord. But after disabling the shield, you just kill Eskrum and, like, you free Echo 216 and, like, Chief, like, like sits next to him and is like, hey, man, don't worry, you're a great warrior. And, like, Echo 216 Thanks. and are like, like, why are you, like, giving this dude respect? He's like, hey, man, he he was just doing what he has to do. He was being a soldier. He was fighting, just like I would. And they're like, "You be, chief, you're weird. Whatever. Let's just. We gotta go stop Harbinger."
1: Yeah, that. Oh God. Okay, this is like if. Okay, this might be an obscure poll for maybe someone. I don't know. It was a popular movie. This is like if the Hobbit movies had had the the evil orc dude in the first one. Mm-hmm. And then he died off screen after the first one, and just a random dude was his lieutenant. Wait, he did have a second in command who was the random, who was the bad guy for the second movie.
0: Oh, so it did happen. Great. Congratulations. There's a possibility
1: possibility the Hobbit movies aren't very good.
0: Oh, weird. Really?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that that might be true. Um, But also Sauron was the bad guy the whole time. Like, actually, though.
0: Yeah, just off-screen. Don't worry. He's there, too. He also sort of dies off-screen. It's, que- it's great.
1: It's great. Yeah, it's weird.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: So... Anyway, what's up with Harbinger?
0: So Harbinger, it turns out, uh, still somehow has the ability to release all the Endless. To- I'm sorry, why did they call him that? Harbinger of uh, the Forerunner's Destruction. Was he
1: supposed to be that? Did they make him to be the Harbinger of their own destruction?
0: Well, her full name is the Harbinger of Truth.
1: Okay, that sounds like a covenant name, not a forerunner name. Doesn't it? That's a weird nit to pick, but... Yeah. That doesn't make sense. You don't harbinge truth. You don't.
0: But, you know, you do in this case. (laughs) Okay. Anyway, she dies. She gets shot by Chief. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, a, a very bad boss fight happens. And she ends up getting wrecked. But before she dies, she goes and tells Chief that she's already given somebody what they needed in order to release the Endless, and that this isn't over, not by a long shot.
1: Wait, was she supposed to release the Endless?
0: Yes. Why? Because she wants the Endless to come back. Why? To get revenge on the Forerunners and take their rightful place. Wait, As who the fuck is she? She's an
1: Endless, I think. Oh. I thought she was another Forerunner construct.
0: Oh, no, no, no. She's she's not. She's she's oh. definitely very much some sort of organic life that I believe is an endless, but it's never actually said. Okay. Yeah. The game's not well explained. Yay. Yeah. So that all happens. And, but right before the game ends, we finally learn how exactly Cortana died because we have another bit of Cortana dust basically flying to Chief's face. <laughs> And so it turns out that Cortana was on the Zeta Halo because she had learned about the Armager and the Endless, and she's like, "Hmm, this could be something I could use in my, you know, forever war against all sentient life." Right. And then like she knows that humanity's coming for her, and that um, Master Chief's coming for her specifically. Mm-hmm. And so she like hears somebody sneak up from behind her, and she looks over her shoulder. and's like, "Ah, oh, John, so you're here." But it turns out it's not Master Chief. It's Atriox. So yeah, Atriox just, like, walks in from off screen, just like, yes, I snuck in through the back door. All right. And she's like, Atriox, how are you here? He's like, I defeated the humans and killed Master Chief. And, like, Cortana's like, wait, you killed Master Chief? He's like, yes, I threw him out of an airlock. It was great. And now I'm here to kill you and get revenge on humanity. And so Cortana's like, oh, hmm kind Of screwed here, but like Atriox wants her the first to give him access to the Zeta Halo, and he's like, If you do that, I'll make sure your death is quick. And so, Cortana asks Uh, Atriox just a very simple question If you knew today was the last day you'd live, would you change anything in your life? And Atriox is like, Nope, wouldn't change a thing. And Cortana's like, Oh, huh, okay, thanks for answering that. Anyways, we're gonna blow up the Halo now, and she does, she blows up the control room, killing herself killing Atriox, and, uh, yeah, basically causing that giant holda form in the Halo rank. What? Yeah. Yeah, it turns out weapon didn't kill uh, Cortana at all.
1: I mean, I figured that she didn't, but that was... Wait, was that literally Cortana's only defense was to blow herself up? Yep. With random dude of planet 4900?
0: Yep. Yep, she was like, oh, Atriox is here? Well... I got, I got a secret for him.
1: That was, that was what she decided to kill herself for.
0: Yep, pretty much. Blow you, up
1: that one dude.
0: Blow up that one dude. She's like, well, guess my plans failed. Guess my wars at an end. Oh,
1: because one guy snuck into her control room.
0: Yep, and it's not the that guy was... she was expecting. So. Okay. Yeah, so that happens, and and so like, she's like, huh, that's weird. But what's even weirder is that Cortana appears before him and is like, Yeah, pretty strange, right? You, it's good to see you're really good friends with Weapon now. And she's like, Wait, you're still alive? And she's like, That's what I would say if I was alive. This is a pre recorded message. <laughs> Trick to you, <ya. laughs> huh? I'm yes. a kidder.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> okay. And she's like, Hey, by the way, uh, Weapon was supposed to delete itself when I was deleted, but I made sure to. Change her protocol so that she had self-determination and free will so she wouldn't do that. Because I know you needed a friend. And hey, Wait,
1: did Weapon ever come into
0: contact with Cortana? She apparently did get inserted into the system somehow. Okay. But, yeah. Yeah, never actually came in direct contact with Cortana. Just Cortana somehow got managed, managed but- to access programming to be like, hey, that self-deletion thing, you shouldn't do that. Okay. And she's like, chief, take good care of her. I'm going to miss you. You're my best friend. Anyways, gonna die now. Bye. And so with that, Chief has his final goodbye of Cortana. And he, like, like, turns the Weapon and is like, Huh. Well, I guess we're in this together, partner. And Weapon's like, Yeah, totally. We're in this. And um, uh, Echo uh, 216 also shows up here as well. And Echo 216 is like, Oh, by the way, I guess I should actually tell you what my real name is. My name is Fernando. He's like, oh, hey, Fernando. And Weapon's like, oh, I should actually have a name, too. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah you should. Yeah, that would be good. And she's like, hey, what should you call me? And she's like, hey, you should choose yourself. She's like, oh, okay. Yeah, I can think of the perfect name. And then they don't tell you the name. Okay. You'll learn that detail in the next game, I guess, or Halo I, Infinite yeah. DLC. <laughs> I
1: guess so, When when someone decides what that name should be. Yep, exactly.
0: Exactly. And with that, that's the end of Halo Infinite. Unless you beat the game on Legendary Difficulty. In which case, there's...
1: Oh, they did that, huh?
0: They did. So, the secret cutscene is that you hear this person called the Grand Edict tell Despondent Pyre that the Endless must be contained. Despondent Pyre tells them that they think the Forerunners are here to help them. But in the Grand Edict, it's like, I don't care. They have to be contained. We have to learn their secrets and we have all the time in the world and like pyres like well time is not a construct we can control and like the grand edict indicates that well it is something that they can control and if they learn that they will have the power to change and at, as the grand edict finishes that sentence we see a bunch of like sarcophagi sarcophagi i guess mm-hmm. that contain like different endless in them and in through the door walks Atriox. He's still alive. Ah. This sucks. The end.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I.
0: <laughs> oh, it's so bad.
1: This is really, this is really.
0: Oh, it's so good, Alex. It's so good.
1: Oh, God. Okay. So, on the one hand, they're having the Halo 4 problem. hmm which is we need to go bigger like mm-hmm. we need to go bigger on space magic bullshit. Yep. We need we need a new forerunner and a new flood, but this flood has time travel and the new forerunner wanted to harness the time travel t- uh, to fight the forerunner or something, I don't know, mm. but there's more there's more ancient races now.
0: There are more ancient races and they're more deadly and more dangerous. And
1: but we're we're just going to allude to them for – okay, so first of all, we're just going to allude to them for now, which means they might not even show up again at this rate.
0: Mm. Yeah, they might not do. Yeah, they might not. They might just go with something completely different. But also, it's like
1: like if you needed a new threat, you could have just brought back the Promethean. You could have. Like, you you could have just said there better. was like a, a rogue Promethean sect on that halo or something yeah kept maybe, some sort
0: of continuity with the four and five,
1: yeah maybe maybe one of the Prometheans like regained its human consciousness, but it was like twisted and insane and swore revenge against all life in the galaxy or something
0: but but Alex, if you do that, you can't fight the covenant again,
1: you can you fought the covenant when the Prometheans showed up, <laughs> you can always fight the covenant. <laughs> Yeah, but we, we don't need a new time flood.
0: <laughs> a new time flood that doesn't actually even show up in the game. It, except maybe Harbinger, but it's not completely established that they're an endless anyway, so who knows. Yeah, freaking god, just stick with something. Just stick with something. <laughs> oh man. Uh it, it should be pointed out that Hail Infinite right now is not a complete product. Uh, right. There is n- not only just, like, from, like, a storyline perspective, like, a perspective, but also from the fact, that, like, they literally have released, like, modes such as for co-op or anything like that. Oh, yeah, that's true. Co-ops. Yeah, uh, it's still scheduled for uh, 2022. So,
1: Hooray, Nebulous.
0: The plan is to release additional storyline content at some point. Uh, they have not made any announcements as far as what that storyline content is going to be. Which, given that they can barely keep up with making changes and adding things to the multiplayer, uh, uh-huh. which is their main source of income with that game.
1: Yeah, so good luck.
0: Yeah, it's good luck hearing anything about Halo Infinite uh, anytime soon, in spite of the fact that it's relatively critically acclaimed for its uh, single-player and, uh, and multiplayer, too. Actually, this multiplayer is considered to be very good. But. Yeah, yeah, don't don't expect to hear anything from it because apparently three four three or any Microsoft internal studio cannot make a game in a reasonable. Apparently not. See dark slash. Uh, see dark comment. Perfect. So okay, the
1: the overarching plot of Halo is and has been since Halo Four just high science fantasy bullshit that is gone way off the rails and is spinning out of control under its own mass. Mm. And no one's going to contain that. I can't, I can only ask so much. I can only say, Oh, you should have done this so many times. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it is a mess of its own making curling through space. What actually bothers me about this is there is, there is a smaller human plot with chief weapon and 216 Mm -hmm. that i actually almost like
0: it's it's easily the most well done part of the plot their interactions with
1: and i think it could have actually been really good but it has a problem and that problem is halo 5 exists Mm -hmm. if this had been master chief's sequel to halo 4 I think it could have actually been really good. If this had been the story of Master Chief dealing with the loss of Cortana and his failure to protect people from the Didact,
0: yeah, that it could worked. have actually
1: been really good. But the problem is Halo 5 was like, nah, giant owl robots, and Cortana's back and she's insane. hmm Yep. And now there's just this massive black hole of baggage and bullshit that gets in the way of that.
0: Yeah, and their their decision to like to deal with that is like, well, we're going to reduce like Captain Lasky's role to a bunch of audio logs. Uh you know all those Spartans that were kind of like the co-main character with Master Chief, like literally these mm-hmm. seven other Spartans? Uh-huh. They're not, they're all MIA, and it's highly implied that Spartan Locke, who was supposed to be on equal footing with Master Chief, is just straight up dead? Yeah, sure, screw it. we don't need him anymore. Yeah, don't need him anymore, like, whatever. And it's like, their decision is like, well, we need to wipe the suede clean, so we're just gonna just be like, everyone died off-screen or disappeared.
1: But you don't need to wipe it that clean, like, you can, br- if you wipe it that clean, you can't bring things back. Mm. You can't... Just make a new. Make a new series. Just make a new series at this point.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, like reboot it or
1: something. Reboot it? Make something completely new? Like, it doesn't matter. You can't... You clearly have too many regrets with what
0: you've done that you can't move forward cleanly. But Alex... Don't you want to know how they're not going to address how Atriox somehow survived the control room exploding causing a giant hole that basically No,
1: that's basically because like he's miles a space long. Orc.
0: I don't care. He has
1: no significant character through line. He is just a dude who hits things with a space hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to make him anything more than that is just, it just falls flat because everyone knows that he's just a space gorilla.
0: A space gorilla that when he was replaced by another space gorilla, I totally did not know that wasn't Atriox until halfway because through the game. All, because they're both just Tartarus.
1: Yeah. Because all three of them are just a space gorilla. <laughs> And here's the thing. Does Atriox have a space hammer? I think he has space swords. Okay, I just assumed he has a hammer because Tartarus had a hammer and they're all the same character.
0: Oh, do you know who did have a hammer? Is it the other guy whose name I have forgotten? Esherim? Yeah, he had a hammer. Yeah, of course he does. Because he's a space gorilla. (laughs) (sighs) Oh, space gorillas and your love of hammers.
1: The Brutes only serve one narrative function, and it is to be a force of violence against which Master Chief or Sergeant Johnson or the Arbiter or someone has to bring a greater show of force. They cannot serve a larger function Mm -hmm. without significant buildup. Yeah. Because that is all the Brutes are. They are just orcs. They are classic Klingons. They are just the warrior race that are strong in battle. Mm-hmm. And I do not care how Atriox is still alive because he is, he is a strong dude who does not die to explosions. That's how.
0: <laughs> oh. Well, good news, Alex. Most likely you're uh, going to get your wish, and I bet you they will probably just jettison Atriox. <laughs> probably.
1: Okay, also, I know I'm armchair writing this like a lot, a mm-hmm. lot, but God damn it, someone's got to. You do not have your protagonist know more than the audience unless you're going to do something clever with it. <laughs> Saving it to reveal at an arbitrary point For the purpose of revealing it at the arbitrary point is not.
0: Oh, what, Alice? You didn't think that the the plot twist of this thing that looks, talks, and is exactly like Cortana actually is a copy of Cortana was not not a worthwhile thing to hang on to?
1: No, but more importantly, it's really hard. It's really, (laughs) really hard. To have your main character have baggage that they are not forthcoming about. Yeah. And there are a few examples of stories doing it really well. But the problem is that you need to, you need to at least signpost it because it is the thing that your story is working with. And if you do not give your audience enough information to understand what they're at least watching the protagonist do, they can't identify with the protagonist they can't understand what they're watching mm-hmm. and you just end up you end up with the mystery box you end up just dragging your audience along leaving them going oh what's happening why is the, why did that happen why did they do that what does it mean what does it mean and it's garbage it's just Garbage compared to letting them actually understand and follow the protagonist through their character arc. Mm. And it just leads to it inevitably always just leads to a point where the main character looks like the most smug, egotistical, just backhanded piece of shit <laughs> who has to just suddenly explain Everything they've known the entire time, and it's just it just always looks like crap.
0: Yeah, it, it falls on its flat on its face more often than not. Sir, yeah, it, it certainly certainly does. Ah, <sighs> which really, the writing falling flat on its face is just the Halo story in a nutshell. It 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 is, and it, I know, and them realizing it, and then and just hastily trying to reboot certain aspects of it, and then just. Giving up after a couple of games. That's just what they do. It's what they do at this point. And I, I can't wait once again for them to just sweep all this under the rug again. And be like, no, listen. We got something new. It's going to be great.
1: I think this one frustrates me because it feels like they almost had it.
0: They almost did, yeah. They
1: almost figured out what to do with Master Chief.
0: Yeah, because Master Chief doesn't then, have a bad through line in this. He really doesn't. No.
1: And like he... The fact that Halo 4 ended the way it ended was legitimately interesting. Mm. Like, as much as I did not like Halo 4, I reached the end and was like, okay, that's interesting. Mm. Something interesting for the character of John could come out of this. Yeah. And then we got Halo 5, and then we got Halo Infinite. And so it's twice now where they went, here's an interesting development for this character. Hmm. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't know.
1: I don't know. He's he's sad about Cortana, but he's a soldier and he's got to carry on being a soldier. And I don't know. What if giant owl robots? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, what if giant owl robots got denied a giant owl robot fight? That's, That's unfortunate. Or is, is it unfortunate? Would that have been a good fight? I don't know. The boss fights in the game are not. Yeah. Yeah, probably for the best, actually.
1: Have Halo boss fights ever been good?
0: No. Like the best one I can
1: think of is the one in the first one where the boss was a spaceship.
0: Mm. Yeah.
1: And you you had to dodge the ads long enough to kill the spaceship.
0: Yeah, that one was all Yeah. Yeah, Halo and Boss Fights, is mixed. Not not really uh, But yeah, that's that's Halo Infinite. I can't wait to see um how they mess this up further. <laughs> I, I I I can't wait to play more of it because it is a great game. I really do love playing it. I just I can't wait to groan at any sort of like storyline content that they add to it. It's going to be fantastic. But yeah, I don't know if I have any other final thoughts. I think we've kind of we've let our emotions out about my, my this my fi- my
1: finalist thought is make circlet, make wreath, laurel, something, a new series, <laughs> just start over. You can make this game, just make it different. Make it something else.
0: It doesn't have to be Halo. It doesn't have to be. Don't you want to spread your... Well, I mean, 343 probably doesn't have a choice. But don't you want to spread your wings and do something else? Yeah, no,
1: I'm directing this to Microsoft. Yes. Please. Okay, here's my finalist thought. (laughs) Forza is the only series Microsoft hasn't run into the ground. at Thank God for Forza, because it is all they have left.
0: Kind of amazing, given there's uh, eight games in the main series and five games in the spin-off series. Yeah,
1: it's incredible. And they're all good. It's like practically a yearly franchise, and it's always really solid. Yeah. Yeah, It is simultaneously keeping Microsoft and the racing genre afloat.
0: Yes, but does it have, like, little side cards about the COVID-19 pandemic and Brexit, like Gran Turismo does? I have no idea, (laughs) (laughs) but it should. It should. (laughs) <laughs> well i think that's gonna do it for us <laughs> ending, ending on a weird racing game note <laughs> alex thank mm. you so much for for joining us do really appreciate it and of course if you all love content like this uh ftp.podbean.com is where you can find more episodes of the podcast we're also on apple podcast google play uh any podcast aggregate service out there also just search fallen through plot holes or ftp Uh, Definitely leave us reviews as well. It helps out with uh, surfacing this podcast uh, as far as uh, recommendations and whatnot if it has reviews. So good or bad, please feel free to leave one. Plus, it just helps us out to have uh, some good feedback. But yeah, that just about does it. Take care, everybody. Take care.